Hello everyone, this is Ellie. I just wanted to let you all know before you started listening that there are some spots in this podcast, mostly 15 minutes in, where the audio connection is poor. Uh, This is because Liz and I were making this podcast through the phone. Uh, It was our first time doing it through a phone call, and we didn't want to scrap anything because it's still really great content. Uh, We will try as hard as possible to fix and avoid these technical difficulties for next episode. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Words of Growth. Um, Ellie and I are on the phone this time since she is back at school. Um, Ellie, how's that going? Going okay. Yeah, this is why we're a little bit jagged because we're recording a lot later than we usually record. And we're both in different countries, let alone not in the same room. So it's a little it's a little odd, but we'll probably get the hang of it. Yeah, it should be okay. Yeah, um, we don't have a set topic today. This is um one of another one of those free talks so um liz how how have you been i've been doing okay it's kind of same old here i'm finishing my summer project for school tomorrow a uh, 10 page paper to write that i haven't even started yet but you know how it be oh goodness yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. didn't can you tell me a little bit about your like summer schooling cuz you've been talking to me about this pretty much throughout the whole summer and i haven't really asked yet Yeah, so normally I would have been in, excuse me, normally I would have been in New York, upstate New York, um, helping with summer camps at my college. Um, But because of coronavirus, everything was shut down. So the ministry that we would have done there kind of carried um, over to home, or some people went to work at other open summer camps. So I've been doing things like getting groceries for people at nursing home, at a nursing home nearby. Um, I've been kind of one-on-one with some people. Um, Yeah, we've been doing this and I've been doing sort of an evangelistic outreach through an online chat room. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for your work. You're, like, giving back to the community and stuff. That's, like, awesome. That's more than I did this summer. (laughs) I enjoy volunteering. Yeah. That's one thing that I wish I could do more is volunteering. I mean, I should do it more. I have no excuse. But I I think that I want to try to do more of that. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, and it's it makes you feel good, I feel like, too. Yeah, definitely. Well, um... So I am back at school. I'm on PEI right now. I'm uh had I drove here and I'm in quarantine right now. <laughs> this is my <laughs> this is my fourth day in quarantine and it is like serious quarantine, like not just social distancing, um and like socially staying away from people. I'm like actually I'm in a room and I can't leave. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my residence or a residence at my school. And it's it's really interesting. It's very like, I want to say it's very peaceful, but at the same time, it's not very peaceful because you're like stuck with your own thoughts all day. And mm. you're thinking about all the things that you should be doing, but you're stuck in quarantine. Right. Pretty disorienting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have any issues at the border or anything, though. I was very nervous that I, yeah, I know. I'm so thankful. I was very nervous that I would have, though, but I got to the border and I gave them basically all my paperwork and answered all their questions. And they 
made me park and come inside and they told me like what I needed to do driving through New Brunswick getting to PEI and that was pretty much it they were really nice they were a lot nicer than the people in Vancouver when I tried to get back into Canada when I flew there (laughs) Ah. because um as I, I told in this podcast before I tried going tree planting this summer and that didn't work because as soon as I flew to Vancouver they kicked me back to the to the United States and they were very rude about it too hmm. it's really a shame there's really no reason to mm-hmm. be rude over it and I had a very similar paperwork too so that's why it made me a little bit nervous about this time but I'm telling myself it's because I'm a legit like student that's why they let me through this time yeah yeah are you excited for when everybody comes back like is it hard for some people who are already back in quarantining like not to see them yes um when I first got here I had to call my school I basically had to call like the people at the front desk of residence and I'm like hey um it's Ellie I'm here right now what do I do and they let me in through this like side door and uh they brought me up to my room and they said that one person would come up to check on me a day they'd knock on my door and they have been and uh they'd like get me things and stuff if I needed to and the one instance I needed to walk back down to my car because I forgot something they let me do that too (laughs) but I had to go through that like same like side door and stuff and I don't know it's uh it it is very hard because the people who are kind of taking care of me are my friends and I want to just like like and talk to them and I don't know like give them a hug or something if I can't really do that (laughs) yeah that's hard I will say one interesting thing though is that every single day um the government of PEI has been calling me and asking me about my symptoms and they called me today twice and the second time they called me they scheduled me an appointment on the 20th to get tested for COVID and they said even if it comes back negative I have to complete my quarantine (laughs) Just because that's like, yeah, just because that's the measures that they they, they take as a province. So, mm-hmm. but that was really interesting. It's, it's it's Yeah, that sounds really interesting. It's almost mind boggling how different the U.S. and Canada are taking COVID, honestly. Mm. Yeah. I have friends who will be going back to our school um, and they have to quarantine for some time. So they're leaving really soon. Mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy how fast summer went by it is it really really is summer went by so so fast yeah and yeah I don't know if it's for the better or for the worst but I don't know I didn't think that anything this summer was as fun as it was summers before I don't know if you felt feel that way but yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of fortunate, though, that it's been going so fast because it's been such a bad year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everybody's ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any theories on why this year has been so bad, Liz? I don't know. I like it's really crazy to me how it has been one thing after the other. Like I didn't I didn't think it could be like that from my perspective as like wondering if it's like the end times like the bible talks about um but i definitely wasn't assuming it to all happen at once you know mm-hmm. what i mean like like i don't know if it's all prophecy but 
um, even if it wasn't just so many things have happened this year and it's so strange. Yeah, I know. Um, the one thing that I kind of have thought about and listening to a video the other day, I actually wrote notes on it. So um, I was talking about how like a lot of people um, aspire a change in our society. Like, I don't know if you believe this or not, but do you believe that as like a collective consciousness, we hate our society like we're stuck in these nine to five jobs and Mm -hmm. um we have constant thoughts every single day about being free or being more free than we are no matter what the situation is yeah i would think so i don't know i i don't know if this is just me being like spiritual (laughs) again and talking about manifestation again but i Mm. feel like that's almost um a desire of the consciousness for change and I almost feel like we have to go through this rough time for there to be a good change like you almost have to experience the bad to get to the good I see yeah you know speaking of manifestation I was watching this stuff on TikTok the other day mm-hmm. um I don't know if you've heard of it's um oh my word what's it called it's suddenly leaving me um mm. As she's finding it, um, I just want to tell you, as a reference of time, it is August 13th. Yes. Mm. August 13th. Yes. Um, I We are usually two podcasts ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. So just so you have like, a, you know, like a subject for time of when we're saying this stuff. So I got back to school here August 10th. So it's my like fourth day back. Fourth or third. So the app is called Randonautica and what it does, I guess, is these teenagers are using it without really thinking about how dangerous it can be. Um, You, you kind of log into it, it accesses your location and it sends you somewhere close by. And what you do is you manifest um, some sort of intention. So like people will say, um, our intention while we go on this randonautica trail or whatever is to see a dog and that dog might have a correlation to something that's happened in your life. And so people will go to this location and there will be something to do with the dog super specific. And I was watching it at night and I'm like, this is really scary because <laughs> I saw sounds- this one girl. Yeah, it was horrifying. I saw this one girl. She was like, our intention was death. I was like, nice going. And... <laughs> what happened was it was really horrible she was like sobbing in a car and she had pulled up to the location and there was a woman holding her husband in a ditch and he had been shot and so it was horrifying and she was just like sobbing and the story was so scary oh my goodness i don't even know if i want to watch that i know it's called randonautica yeah that is freaky that gave me goosebumps yeah the guy is big into like i think the science behind um spirituality Mm -hmm. but it's really interesting and scary Mm -hmm. speaking of uh manifestation what did you think of having alec on the other week what were you he was a pleasure he was such a kind calm spirit i was like oh my goodness he's so precious um he there's some kind of like a peacefulness about him that's really nice um I remembered some of the things he told me about like 
having questions and approaching things um, as objectively as possible, which was really interesting. Um, but he was an absolute pleasure to have on the podcast, and I hope he's doing well. I hope him again because you can have up to five people when you're recording um, mm-hmm. through Anchor, so that's awesome. Oh yeah, he would be so happy to come back on again too. Yeah, he definitely discussed a lot with us in a short amount of time and I thought that that was very impressive yeah Um, he we actually kind of inspired him to make his own podcast and I don't remember the name of it but I will find it and I will put it in the description of this episode because it's basically just him um keeping a log of his everyday thoughts and his everyday life it's very candid uh he only has two episodes up right now but oh wow yeah there's already got started I know they're only like 20 minutes long and uh, I will definitely put the link in the description and you should check it out if you're into that stuff. Yeah. He, um, he's very smart and he's very educated on what he believes. And so Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was very interesting. Yeah. Very thought provoking. Yeah. We need somebody religious on next to just even the playing field. True. (laughs) Yeah. I'll think of, I'll think of somebody and see if anybody, anybody would be willing. That'd be very cool. I'm still looking forward to, um, Ellie messaged me one day and she said, how would you feel about having um, a Native American? Was it an, an, an elder? elder yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, get him on. So we, we will figure elder. that out. That would be so much fun. But the thing that I'm wondering is we would kind of need to figure out how to get them on through like a Zoom call or something, because I don't know um, how it would be like sharing like an anchor link to, mm-hmm. with them. I, th- I feel like they'd be more comfortable with something like Zoom because they are a little older. And But we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll that will be we'll... awesome. I think we should have your mom on next. I think your mom could share a lot of cool stories. I think you're right. That would be awesome. <laughs> I wish I could have like one of my professors or something come. It'd be so cool. But yeah. I don't know what they're up to. And they're getting ready for another school year. And so... Well, we probably could. We could have anybody on. I mean, we are international. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at us. We've gone international. I, we were looking at the statistics of this podcast. And I mean, I don't know about you, Liz, but it kind of like shocked me a little bit on like the people listening from where they were listening from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess as soon as you kind of get a podcast off, out there on Spotify, it's kind of fair game for anybody to listen to. So True. <laughs> Ellie messaged me today and she said, who the heck from Ireland is listening to us? <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. So if you are that one Irish listener, thank you. Thank you so um, much. And uh, we encourage you to send us an email at wordsofgrowth20 at gmail.com if uh, you're interested in like posing a question or having an guest. idea for what we should talk about. Yeah, or being yeah. a guest. That'd be super. That'd be cool. Add a little spice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who I'm going to email? And this is so Ooh. off the rails. This is so off the rails, Liz. I'm telling you this. This is just like, <laughs> and if this actually like goes through, I'm going to like pass out out of being so happy. I'm going <laughs> to email Teal Swan because I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was told that she always says yes to interviews on podcasts, no matter no what it is. No matter what it is, she always says yes. No matter how big they are or how small they are, she always, always says yes. So I'm going to email her, and I'm going to email her off of my email and off of our Words of Growth email and see which one she responds to. Nice. If she responds at all. That's cool. I bet she will, because if she says she's willing and always says yes, that'd be really, really interesting. I don't even like 
I'm only familiar with her from what you've told me, and I feel like I'd totally fangirl for a minute. Oh my god, I would fangirl so much. I would be, you would see me, you would hear me cry tears of joy. Oh. Like, there is nobody I idolize more than Teal Swan. <laughs> I would love to hear from her and uh, gather her thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to email her. I swear, tomorrow I will. Um, nice. <laughs> um, did you, by chance, get a, 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 to take a look at any of her stuff I sent you? Probably not. No. That's okay. Yeah, um, she looks like a very pleasant person to listen to, though. Mm-hmm. I do think that her ideas might contradict yours um, quite a bit, but I don't think in like a bad way. I think the kind of the way that my ideas contradict your ideas, where it's not like it's not like in a negative way. It's almost like right. oh, that's interesting, kind of a way. Yeah, exactly. I like even so. I'd like to listen to what she thinks. And I'd like to listen to who she is as a person. That'd be really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody that you would just like want on the podcast? Like, no, it doesn't even matter who they are, like that you would have on and just like gush over having on. Oh, man, there's this one. um, There's this one Christian speaker named Sadie Robertson. Mm-hmm. and I've only listened to her I think like once but she's really well known or oh my goodness no um there's this one lady who my mom led a bible study um from her book that she wrote and I have a book of hers her name is Lisa Turkhurst mm-hmm. um I would love to she's really big and she's like really she's yeah. pretty famous but that would be if there were no limits that would be really cool I think I've heard of her actually yeah she's getting up there I do think I've heard of her. I don't. I haven't ever looked into her, but I do think I've heard of her. Mm-hmm. She write books. Yeah, that's probably where I've seen. Like, yeah, she has quite a story. What's her story? She, um, well, from the book that I have, and from like hearing some of, of, about her adult life, I know that she had issues with. She wrote this book called Uninvited, that was really popular at my mm-hmm. school. But I had it before I went. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's called Uninvited. And it talks about like how it feels to be um, like compare yourself with other women or um, feel rejection from people. And so part of her story is her father kind of just. And her mother, I don't remember if she had siblings at the time, but he kind of just abandoned them and her family. And so that rejection, that of rejection really came over her and so it's given her but god like reached her there and it gave her such a powerful testimony oh wow that's a beautiful story too yeah that's only like half of it she's been through stuff in her adult life involving a marriage that but she's been through it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i like um like religious stories like that people that have found religion out of coming through like those hardships I love stories like that like even though I'm not a Christian myself I find those are so interesting like I love the movie slash the book of uh, the shack oh my word that movie killed me I know I love that movie though like I thought it was so good yeah it's a big because um the character of God is played by Octavia (laughs) (laughs) but that was a really controversial topic but it was really interesting because a lot of Christians actually, although there are male pronouns for God, some of them, some people wonder 
of like the angels who are genderless. Um, so, and the, um, the way that the character explained it in the movie was because the, um, the father of the child who'd gone missing mm-hmm. troubles with his father. And so God to get him would be through the influence of a thing to me, but like <laughs> heart right up. I loved it. That is cool. Like. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. I don't really have an opinion on it, but I did, and it was like, it was beautiful. I want to mm-hmm. watch it again. Yeah. Talking about it makes me want to watch it again. Did I didn't, I don't remember the ending of it, but did we find out if his, uh, his child, his, his child died, right? Didn't just go missing. Like they died. Yeah. Daughter, but the, those unconscious um in the in the shack he goes unconscious and he experiences that dream or whatever it was uh where he meets in jesus um mm-hmm. and the the way that he gets closure is in in a way he buries his child in the dream it's really interesting and it's so beautiful yeah i think i remember that yeah, it was years ago that I watched it, but I loved it, and I haven't forgotten it. I want to watch. It. I want to watch it again too. It, it's been years since I've watched it as well, and I watched it at like midnight. And I think that the reason I watched it at midnight made it just like me love it so much more for some reason. Yeah, there's something like about. Of, yeah, it was like the last <laughs> thing I saw before falling asleep. So I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Like... Right. Mm-hmm. Some kind of magic in movies at midnight. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah but yeah i like um those kind of stories though when it comes to christianity of people finding it through like rough times or having some sort of like mystical correlation with it that's mm-hmm. also i like spiritual stories with that too like the mm-hmm. i feel like you only really like truly commit to something like spirituality or religion if you've been through that like tough time and it's kind of saved you mm. yeah it certainly grew my relationship with god so I would say, mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful testimony of how God meets us where we're at. Um, yes. We don't have to have ourselves perfect or all in line. And I think that's really, really one of the one of my favorite things about God's character. Yeah, that's so um, true. yeah. One of his Hebrew names in uh, the very beginning of the Bible is Elroy, and that means the God who sees. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really beautiful to me how he sees us wherever we are because the character who called him that was in a rough place and so it was really really (laughs) encouraging for me to learn that I was like oh man that's so cool you know after talking to you um I was thinking about this today I feel like I've learned so much more about like Christianity just from like these podcasts and listening to you talk oh that's awesome I feel like I've learned a lot about spirituality that I definitely would not have known I don't know. I'm very like thankful for it. Aww. It almost it almost makes me um want to not read the whole Bible, but makes me want to like read like certain passages in the Bible. Um which kind of yeah. leads me to a little bit of a question. If someone were to delve into Christianity who isn't a Christian, is there any passages that you would like recommend? Oh my goodness. Um okay, so first of all, <laughs> the entire book of John um it really answers a lot of questions, but also 
Um, I love the book of Psalms. It's right smack in the middle of the Bible. Um, And it talks about a man who's kind of on the run after he made mistakes, um, who ended up being, uh, in the eyes of Judaism, one of or the greatest kings of Israel. And so he's really, he has a very emotional personality type. And I was talking with this lady who kind of answers my questions and mentors me for the past few years. She's also a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, she described it as David's highs were high and his lows were very low. And so he really, he really went through it. Like if you want to hear it straight from somebody who was running for his life and hiding constantly, um, while trying to maintain a relationship with God, it's so incredible. Of course, not all of the Psalms were written by David, but um, you can tell which ones were, and it's really amazing. I would read that. That sounds interesting and really cool. I love it. I've read the whole Bible cover to cover, <laughs> but I am reading it again. Um, so, there's yeah. an Old Testament and a New Testament, and uh, what are like the differences between those? I mean... Sorry, yeah. I, I feel like I sound so dumb when asking this. This is like Bible one. Goodness no. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so the Old Testament is the Jewish book of the law. So it goes over um, ways of living and um, laws that ancient Jewish people had to follow and that many of them still follow today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I don't want to get this wrong. Um there is hmm. okay so the tanakh is um the entire jewish scripture the hebrew bible but the torah is um genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy so the um the torah is the first five or so books of the beginning of the Bible in the Old Testament. So that's where our, um, the roots of Christian faith come from. Um, and the New Testament is something that Jewish people don't follow unless they're messianic and believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Um, okay. Yeah. So cool. we, we follow the New Testament um, as a lifestyle and basically that's how it works we follow it as a lifestyle follow the tanakh and the torah as a lifestyle as well that's that's really cool it's good to know the difference of that so the new testament has like jesus's story in it and such Mm -hmm. like uh it's there's so much detail that's literally insane and how it connects from one end to the other but um it's basically the fulfillment of the prophecy of the Messiah who was Jesus um, and then the rest of God's plan for human history kind of in a broad sense. That's really, that's really cool. Um, one thing um, mm-hmm. that I was kind of raised with, and I still kind of uh, believe this in a way, because uh, as I said, I don't really believe that like the story of Adam and Eve is how we kind of came about to be and other stories in the Bible that, I some I'm familiar with like Noah's Ark and such but not the mm-hmm. not like the, the very in-depth ones that people don't really talk about but I was kind of told growing up that those are just kind of like stories that a man made up um 
from a Christian point of view, who wrote the Bible? Like, who, like, crafted and wrote the Bible? Mm -hmm. So, basically, in every, um, in every book of the Bible, I would say, well, we know that God inspired the authors to say what they did. So, he used different errors and their personalities to, um kind of transcribe what he wanted the world to know so overall because it's we see in every single detail and all the symbolism that it couldn't possibly be made up by somebody if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um i can't think of anybody (laughs) in in human history who could have been nearly smart enough to come up with all of this so it's pretty evident that god spoke through people using their personalities and writing skills and um, writing styles to put all of his um all of his message down so do you think that god can speak through people now hmm (laughs) i don't know i think um i know that the holy spirit speaks through people to um i think some people might still have the gift of prophecy i don't know but um in a biblical sense, I would say that God's message has already gotten out there. And so everything that we have um, that is canon uh, is really all we need, kind of, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, another question. Sorry I'm asking you mm-hmm. so many questions. But this is no, just I love it. like stuff that's been like on my mind lately. So the book of Joseph Smith is completely different than the Bible, right? Yes. And what I was told the book of Joseph Smith was, and it sounded like such bullshit to me because (laughs) it was basically like the story of this guy that said he talked to an angel that was talking to him from God. And he was told to write down like what um, like his town or wherever he was should do about a certain problem. And it was told to him from that angel. And then he did. And then his wife took away the scripture or whatever he wrote and was just like, okay, you have to write it again. And then he told his wife, God's very mad at you for taking away what I wrote down. Now I need to write down a whole different thing. And then he said that that same angel came back to him and said something different that God wanted to tell him. And then that's what his like town did or something. I probably botched that completely, but you know, this, <laughs> do you know the story of Joseph Smith? I really don't know a lot about it at all. Um, <laughs> The I feel like all I know is that didn't he discover something like out in the woods or I feel like <laughs> I want to say something golden. I don't know what he found, but um, is he what found Mormonism? Is he the person? that? Yeah. Yes. OK. Yeah. Um, so we we all believe in Jesus Christ and his work. So like the Church of Latter-day Saints um, have a YouTube channel or like um uh adaptations kind of like visual bible stories and it's awesome mm-hmm. um so we believe in jesus christ um i don't know a lot about what they believe um but i know that there's a lot of a lot of differences based on like or off rather the canon of scripture um because there's also the Book of Mormon. So I don't really know a lot about it, but I don't believe that the Book of Mormon is inspired. I don't want to f- offend anybody when I say that. Oh, gosh, no, no. Um, yeah, no, not at all. I think that, okay, 
I was raised very much with the idea that Mormonism is like evil. Like you shouldn't go near it and it's just basically there to manipulate and control you and that's what the religious religion does and a lot of cults drive from Mormonism. Um, however, me saying that I think it's a very interesting religion. Um, and I think that we should have someone who's Mormon actually on this podcast. Yeah, I have a few Mormon friends actually who I think I know one, she's really sweet. I think she would be yeah, willing to, to, I'd love to ask questions about it. I don't want to offend anybody by saying that, by the way. No, yeah, we have we have no intentions. We have no, like, <laughs> malintent at all. No, no, not at all. It's just... If we do offend you, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that's mm-hmm. just kind of what I've been told. And um, I think that that's also um, what me and Liz were saying about where um, religion is almost like to the opposite as it once was where at one point everybody was religious and if you weren't religious you were kind of looked at as like um what's the word the outcast and now Mm. if you're super religious you're almost looked at as like the outcast in Mm -hmm. today's like society yeah um i would like to i want i know that um kind of backtracking here Mm -hmm. i know that um uh mormons i think they can't drink coffee um i don't know i don't remember why uh oh i think i know why too because i had a friend and i don't remember if she was mormon but i do know that she was very religious in some sort of an extreme religion she couldn't drink alcohol she couldn't drink coffee she couldn't even have chocolate oh no (laughs) (laughs) i know because chocolate had caffeine in it um but she oh okay right she was really sweet um, and I was talking to a friend of mine who was also a friend of hers, and I'm just like, um, you guys are like best friends. Why? Like, and uh, my friend who I was talking to was like, um, either like bisexual or a lesbian or something, or part of the LGBTQ community in some way. I wasn't sure how, but I'm like, it's funny how you guys are like best friends, but you're like, like, um, are part of the lgbtq community like what's that about and she's just like even though she's really religious i don't think that she would ever hate someone for like who they are and i said okay (laughs) and that kind of like kind of transformed a little bit of what i thought because it kind of shows that just because you're religious doesn't mean that you're like you attest to the standards or like the bigotry of the origins of your religion if that makes sense yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. um what was i gonna say Mm. yeah the the mormons i know are very very kind people um and i I really i really like it i actually there's this family who i followed on youtube for the longest time when i was like really young and i mean i'm I'm still really young technically but like i mean like (laughs) like really preteen yeah yeah preteen um they're called the shaytards i don't know if you like have ever heard of them they live out there in utah they have a large family and they're really fun um, I always liked them. I didn't like, I would like to ask, I, I think, I think I know the answer to it. I think they have so many children because in the Mormon religion, um, there, it has something to do with, with, um, uh, gods or something. I don't, I don't know. So I, <laughs> I would love to have, um, a Mormon guest on here to talk about it, but, um, cool. very kind people. That's actually where it, um scares me a little bit like I was flying when I was flying to Vancouver actually this year I stopped in Utah and 
you could tell that a lot of people there were like were there for some sort of a religious reason because they were all like dressed up and had their bibles mm-hmm. with them and stuff in the airport and you know ready to spread the word of god or jesus or you know whatnot um and you could totally tell that that's what they were there for um is there a reason that utah is like such a religious state you know i can't remember i feel like i heard about that recently um i can't i can't remember why but um i feel like it's on the tip of my tongue it's a beautiful state, by the way. I landed in Utah. Oh, my word. Just like, oh, my goodness. Look at the mountains. Look at the sky. This place is gorgeous. So beautiful. Oh, my word. The mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another Christian friend who lived out there, and he moved back. But, oh, what, the pictures he would post were, like, breathtaking. Mm-hmm. It was so pretty. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, And it, it seemed like from the airport's, like, stance, it was I, – I landed in Salt Lake City – um it was it was very chill very chill vibes um (laughs) and (laughs) that's funny because I usually think of I associate Utah with like cults and stuff I'm sorry if I offend anybody but (laughs) that's just whenever you hear a story about a cult it's always in Utah and I don't know why (laughs) I don't know I what was I gonna say oh I know that um I didn't know this until recently but I think that they call I don't know if it's I know that they describe different areas of Utah as temples. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that has to do with towns or like some sort of province or territory, but um, I just learned that. I thought that was cool. That is cool. Kind of sounds cool. And it's it's the West Coast, too. It's funny because the West Coast is supposed to be like very liberal. Like it's supposed to be like one of the most liberal right. part of like the country. Um and Utah's not. And also a funny thing is during the election, didn't because Utah's so religious, they didn't even like a majority of their votes weren't even for Donald Trump, right? They voted for I some, did not know that. They voted for some third party like libertarian oh, or something. I bet it was Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked him. I don't know much about him, but he seems like a very sound minded person and I would probably vote for him. <laughs> My stepdad and I talk <laughs> about him a lot. Um, seemed like a very, very nice person, but I bet that was who it was. I don't know. But speaking of the election, um, I do think that Joe Biden will win. Really? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I do. Tell me. (laughs) So I think that (laughs) it makes me happy. I think that, um, because so many young people are actually rising up to vote this year. Um, of course I can't i've seen this is so funny i have seen one joe biden sign one or two joe biden signs in maine in months i was like okay so nobody likes him (laughs) um and like the strongest democrats i know like not a republican bone in there and it's kind of like they describe it as a lesser of two evils kind of situation but what really stands out to me is um uh I think her name is Kamala. Yeah, Kamala Harris. I love her. Yeah, Kamala Harris. She, um, I don't really know much about her, but what really was odd to me is how a few years ago she was, she mentioned very clearly that she believed Joe Biden's accusers of sexual assault and that looked like buddy buddies. So I wonder what's going on there. I don't know yeah. if it's kind of like a Trump and Kanye kind of deal, <laughs> but um, it's like same energy. But I don't know. I don't really know much about. 
I, I didn't realize how creepy Joe was, to be I honest. I thought that, like, I think he was so in the background with Obama that I'm... we just saw the bromance. We didn't see how creepy he was. Exactly. I mean, I'm definitely, because of the lesser of two evils thing, I'm definitely voting for Joe Biden. I really mm-hmm. wish that Bernie Sanders would have stayed in the game because I would have voted for him. Um, mm. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't really understand how creepy Joe Biden was either at first. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people did, but I can't remember. Did Bernie Sanders drop out because of a lack of support or funding? I'm not entirely sure because it was so in the mess of other political issues going on right there. Yeah. But I think that he dropped out kind of because he, I know that it was something about how he wanted to just give support to the other candidate i don't think that he wanted the same thing that was going to happen with hillary happened to joe biden like i think he wanted to give Mm. him support as early on as possible and not take away those third party votes because he surprisingly even though he didn't win the candidacy that year um he still got a lot of votes and that really divided the democrat votes quite a bit Mm -hmm. but i'm not sure about that um that year was kind of funny though i mean i don't like that trump won but I would watch the Republican debates and stuff, and I just thought they were so funny because they were just so stupid. <laughs> like, do you remember, like, when they were all walking out, Ben Carson was called out, like, um, like so many times, and he just stood there. Do you remember that? I don't think so. No, there was... Oh, my word, no, I remember now. <laughs> and, then, and then Donald Trump, like, came out and just stood with him. Like, like yeah. just stood, they just stood there for, like, ten minutes, like, chilling. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, my word. I got such bad secondhand embarrassment watching that. <laughs> are, you, are you making a statement? Like, what is going on? I was <laughs> like, oh, my word, this is so bad. I know. I think it was uh, funny how just Donald Trump just, like, joined him. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, I we go together. <laughs> we go together so or we weird. don't go at all. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, my word. Um, is So he, so Ben Carson is a Republican or is he an independent? He is um, a Republican. He ran as a Republican. Although oh, okay. I was looking into his policies and stuff, and he does think a lot like an independent. Cool. I do think, that, um, but obviously, I feel yeah. like if you want to like really win like a candidacy, then you would pick a side, right? Yeah, usually because voting as an independent can be like really tricky. Mm-hmm. Hello, Maine has uh, elected an independent governor quite a lot. Hmm? I don't know if you've noticed that, but Maine um, for their governors, not recently, obviously, because of like Janet Mills and LePage. Um, but we've like uh, voted for voted in independence a lot mm-hmm. for governor, like quite a lot more than a lot of other states, probably more than any other state. Right. Like no matter what, obviously, you're going to have people like at your throat. <laughs> but like because even as an independent, you're going to have ideals on both sides. And so. Like, no matter what, people are going to come after you. But I think it's, I I think I like it better because you can appeal to both sides at once, but it it does get tricky. Yeah. Wasn't Angus King an independent? I think he, he was. Yeah. And he was our governor for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of independents in Maine. A lot of people mm-hmm. register as independent. I like Angus King personally. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I really do too. <laughs> He was I read, a... yeah, 
our show, like that talk show with uh, Seth MacFarlane one day. And I just thought it, I oh, laughed cool. at that. I lied about the, what they were talking about. It was so cool. I read a post that he made not too long ago. Um, oh, the 4th of July. He made a 4th of July post and I really liked it. What did it say? It says, happy 4th. My view of America on this anniversary weekend is very different than that expressed by president by the president last night at Mount Rushmore, where he sees a merciless <laughs> campaign to erase our history. I see a growing awareness of the full scope of our history and a rededication to the basic principles upon which it was founded. All men and women are created equal. Liberty and justice for all, equal justice under law. Those were radical ideas in 1776 and still are today. Each generation has fought to give them deeper meaning and make them more real for more people. I marched in one of the protests in Washington after George Floyd's death. We were not anarchists, terrorists, or thugs. We were ordinary Americans expressing our faith in the promise of our country's past and its future. With all we're going through, this should be a time of unity, not division. Lincoln, in whose shadow the president spoke last night, touched our, on our true history and heritage. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union when again touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. I like that a lot. Clapping. Um, I love that, too. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, I like Angus King as well. He was a really good Pretty governor cool too. Mm. Not that, cool guy. Yeah, not that I remember it. But very much, <laughs> I but... know, right? I have friends who like him, and so that's kind of what introduced me to him. Uh, a guy that my grandfather really, really liked, and my grandfather's really liberal, um, Ralph Nader. You know who... I know that name. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't quite remember what he's done, but. Every single year during an election, my grandfather puts out on his front lawn uh, a vote for Ralph Nader sign, whether he's in it or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But I think that he ran the same time that um, Bush and Gore ran, because he ran as the independent. Mm -hmm. I like Al Gore, too, despite what anybody says. I, I liked Al Gore a lot, and he was very, very progressive in climate change. Yeah, I don't really know much about him, but that's interesting. Um, um, you're very like active in uh, climate change too, right, Liz? Like you're very like, um, what's the word? Environmentally like woke. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like not nearly as woke as many of my friends, but I am conscious of it because I think about um, what the Bible says about being good stewards of what God has given us, and that includes the earth. And so, I mean, I think it's really hard to call climate change a hoax when it's so freaking obvious, but I don't know. Next time you have an hour and a half, um, watch An Inconvenient Truth. It is a documentary that Al Gore did about climate change, and it will, it's it's crazy accurate and crazy scary, because you don't see how close climate change is to us (laughs) until (laughs) you actually read like the facts and uh, do the like calculations and stuff like they're saying that within like eight years it's irreversible Mm. yeah I've heard that it's really close Mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a good film it's a well scary film but I remember when I was in like eighth grade I had to give a speech on uh, climate change and I looked to that film as like 
the anchor, which my speech, like, led on. Cool. That's pretty cool for eighth grade. I know. I actually forgot how much I loved giving speeches. Because I was looking through my old, like, high school binder of, because uh, I took a public speaking class, which I should again, because the funny thing is, is that I love public speaking, but I am terrified of it. Oh, okay. Like, I love it, but I'm terrified of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a speech on maternity leave and paternity leave in the U.S. Oh, I want to hear it. I, I was reading it and stuff, and I did a really good job, and I remember it, and I got, like, an A on it, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like. I should do this again. Like, I should give these speeches again. But I don't know. I think that that's kind of where this podcast drives from because I do love talking about those kind of topics. Yeah, that's really cool. You know what? I really want to have a TED Talk someday. I've wanted to for a few years now, and I think you should have one. Like, you can do a really small audience. Really? What's the, How yeah. do you start a TED Talk? I don't know. I know that you have to send in a proposal of some sort, um, and you have to memorize it, like, word for word like I followed this lady who was going to have one and she would like update on her progress with memorization but um, I like TED Talks a lot I like listening to them and it's really cool how they do it for like youth too like Mm -hmm. ex-youth or something like that which is really cool Um, but yeah TED Talks are nice anybody could go on a TED Talk and talk about like whatever they wanted I think so yeah there was this there was this um this lady that comes to mind the mother of one of the columbine shooters and she went on and she talked about her story with it and it was really interesting that is really interesting i really like ted talks as well i think that they're so interesting and before Mm -hmm. i um like look into an issue i usually watch a ted talk about it first yeah (laughs) because i don't know i think that they're they're just so easy to listen to Mm -hmm. but yeah what would you do a ted talk on well, I've had a lot of people agree that I'd probably do it about something religious um, or like and incorporate it with uh, what we see in society um, and kind of like take a look at the demographics and the response of different people to um, religious uh, doctrine and teaching. Um, kind of like a survey, like I take a survey first and then kind of like expound on that. Um, yeah, uh, so I'd probably do something about that. I'm trying to think of something else I'm passionate about. Um, I'd probably do something about if I ever get into the acting industry, something about that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, basically anything that I like, really. <laughs> but yeah. I, the first thing that comes to mind would be religious. And it's funny because the first thing that would come to my mind is spiritual. But mm. um, I am in college for English and political science. And just like listening to both of us talk on this podcast, it's uh, I think that politics is a passion of mine as well but it's really interesting because I was thinking about what I'm going to do after college because I'm Mm -hmm. in my fourth year now which is crazy to think about Mm. and um I had thoughts of becoming like a lawyer and doing something like that but I kind of and hear me out and tell me what you think about this because I want to change the world politically and spiritually yes but I kind of want to come at it politically through almost a spiritual side. Because yeah. if you think about it, a lot of the things that I, we talk about on this podcast, we kind of relate back to our beliefs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
when I we talk about these crimes or crimes that people are committing, I kind of bring it back to like a spiritual sense of why people are doing this or why they would think about committing crimes or why a Republican would think this certain way or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I want to change things politically, politically, but I almost want to come at it from like a softer angle. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's almost like, is society ready for that like softer angle? Like, I don't, I don't want to be like, I wish badass, like hardcore lawyer that like wins somebody <laughs> case and justice and stuff. But I don't know if I have that in me. Mm, I know. I feel like I'm too, I can be like rock solid objective when looking yeah. at somebody else's situation, mm-hmm. but looking at my own is so much different. Um, have you, okay. Have you seen um, kind of on a lighter note, have you seen uh, the tweets that people are doing about like what Gen Z lawyers would say? No. What, what oh, are no. those? <laughs> I need to look at those. Yeah. I'll send you some if I find them, but it's basically like, um, it's the lack of evidence for me, Your Honor, or like, um, it's, oh my word, it's so funny. And we're both but, Gen Z. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Gen Z, here's the funny thing is like, I saw this tweet that Gen Z will not ask for a refill because they're too scared, but they will body slam a cop and throw <laughs> gas canisters back at police. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, and it's true. It's true. We're like, I can't make my own dental appointment, but body checking a cop and getting mace in the eyes, no problem. At close range, no problem. Um, But yeah, what we were talking about with how we relay um, back to our religious beliefs, it's really interesting to like hear somebody else's worldview because everybody has a worldview. Um, Mine is biblical and yours is spiritual. So it's really interesting to kind of gather like different viewpoints from different worldviews and like I don't know it's kind of like that survey I was talking about Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that when it goes back to I think that we're both very like analytical people too Mm. and I think that we're both very faithful but at the same time we do almost need that like written down like true yeah like evidence as well too so mm-hmm. it, it almost makes us like really complex and kind of like a like a job that we'd we'd want. Like, what kind of a job would you want? Um, well, I could see myself doing something in the church, like a missionary or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd still love to do that, like full time. But I also see how much of a need there is for some kind of in the film industry and so I would really also love to be an actor at the same time and use the um, creative um, visions that I have uh, I would like to like do you know Christian films and stuff mm-hmm. like that that'd be really cool I could see you doing that I could see you acting in Christian films yeah I, really, I would really like to do that, that. Um, see I've had thoughts of being like an actress as well but I wouldn't want to do anything like big Hollywood I would want to do something smaller like that as well Mm -hmm. but I do really want to do something that's both on the political side and the spiritual side as well I really want to write books that's been like my dream ever since I was like three years old was to be a writer as weird as that sounds as a three-year-old I've always wanted no I love that yeah um, and I would always always try to write even when I was like that young Um, so I want to write books 
and I almost want to be like the kind of person that would like analyze situations and kind of like give feedback back almost like a therapist but not quite like a therapist um Mm -hmm. and I know that people listening to this are just like okay that's a therapist but listen (laughs) (laughs) it's not I would want to do it specifically for like political stuff that's really cool but you know I don't know how to convert that into a job quite yet (laughs) Mm. I'm sure there's something out there Mm -hmm. yeah possibilities are endless it's kind of it can be really discouraging to think that there's like nothing new under the sun that somebody hasn't thought of but um, yeah yeah I mean because you people have so much value like you have so much value Mm -hmm. I have so much value like everybody out there has their own excellence and value and you cannot determine what is useful to someone else like you can't you have so many useful qualities that somebody else could use and um like pay you for but you don't see them like because you're like in your body you don't really like you're not aware of them so Mm -hmm. it almost takes someone else to kind of bring that upon you and be like oh that's like that's useful really really that's useful like people say that well how many times has someone paid um a therapist their work just listen to them and talk to them and give them advice that's that's useful um giving someone i like a new nails like going to a nail salon that's useful to some people and not for other people so mm-hmm. i don't know it's just different different talents i was reading somewhere um that was saying that i've been all about like excellence and finding what people's excellences are lately which is basically the thing that you're so good at you don't even realize how good you are at it oh, i love you do it that. every day yeah um and I was reading this thing talking about how if you want to figure out what your own excellence is then ask other people what they think you're good at because what they say mm-hmm. back might surprise you mm-hmm. and I was reading this in that same article about how there was this one girl that was that just like that forever since she was a little kid she like told it like it is like she's like oh um and her parents didn't like that her parents wanted someone that was more like of a quiet demeanor child and uh she kind of saw that as bad about herself but when you there are so many careers that you could get into where you just tell it like it is like being a lawyer and uh you kind of have to see that that's a good aspect of yourself and kind of um relearn um and reclaim that as good and not as bad like you were socialized that it was interesting gotcha i think stuff like that's very interesting (laughs) Mm. it's kind of thinking about like how nobody can think the um nobody can have the exact vision that you have really like you agreeable but you are so unique there's literally nobody like you on the face of the earth mm-hmm. um, and that's just so crazy to me that just goes back to our thought all the time of i'm a person like i am a person <laughs> different <laughs> right. than everybody else <laughs> it can be really empowering or it can be really horrifying <laughs> who says that i'm not just a simulation <laughs> oh my word now i'm really gonna <laughs> <laughs> Um, but oh my word, speaking of the simulation, um, it kind of goes back to the Randonautica app because like it will bring you places that have like, I, I can't remember what they called it, but like high energy levels or something. So like there's paranormal activity. Oh God, you're scaring me. 
<laughs> I don't like or this they'll at all. Say that there's like glitches in the simulation that are like super crazy, but <laughs> I was like watching it at night. I was I like am turning, it. I'm turning all the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows how like dangerous it can be. It it is. I don't know what that is. I don't like the sound of it at all. I'm gonna look it up, but probably look it up in the morning. <laughs> mm. Yeah, really. right. <laughs> yeah, it's a nine thirty at night here. I know it's only eight thirty at night where you are. But... Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot that you're an hour ahead. Yeah, but it's it's fine. I'm I have nothing to do tomorrow. I'm in quarantine. So, <laughs> Ooh. but. I would suggest everybody to this podcast um, who's listening, think about what your excellence is. Think, because that's just been something that's been really like in my mind lately, how everybody has these qualities that they're so good at and they don't even realize that they're good at them and that they could do them literally so easily and probably put them to good use and make money off of them. But they don't because they don't think that they can. Like, right. Just think about what you're good at. Or if you don't know what you're good at, ask somebody else what they think you're good at. And it's honestly, if, if you're good at it, you probably like doing it. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like really sensitive today. But like thinking about asking somebody what you're excellent at is just like so sweet to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it helps. You don't see yourself like other people see you. And no, so that don't. can be like a really good, really good thing we get hard on ourselves i'm gonna give a kind of an example and um so this is kind of a funny example too so i know that my dad listens to this and it's the example that i always give my dad because it's out there and i think that it's like it needs to be said so my dad works for ups he's been working for ups for like 20 years or something like that and uh i think he's been doing a good job at it but it's a lot of hard work, obviously. Um, but the one thing that I think that my dad can do really well that's an excellence is I think he could, would be a very good voice actor. He could literally Ooh. mimic someone's voice, like a cartoon's voice, not even a cartoon's voice, anybody's voice, and do it perfectly. Like, I mean, perfectly. Like, you know, like Seth MacFarlane and how he does all mm-hmm. those voices on Family Guy and stuff? Like, I think that my dad is actually, like, better than him at that. With the voice acting thing um so cool i think that that would be an excellence of his and i think that if he went to the west coast and applied to be a voice actor i think that he could do it and he'd be able to do it easily and make a bunch of money but obviously um that didn't it didn't happen for him but um he was also told as a child all the time that if he talked in voices like that see that's something that he did as a kid and he liked doing as a kid so that's another thing. What's something you did as a kid that you could always do as easily throughout your whole life? Anyways, he would do it as a kid. And then his mother would tell him that if he did voices like that, then his voice would stay like that. And <laughs> I think, in my mind, that's why he strayed away from it. Oh, dang. I know. But mm-hmm. just think about something like that. Because that's so weird, you know? Like, like, oh, how is it changing voices? How can changing voices make me money? It could, like, it could, you know, be a voice actor. You could literally make money off of anything. Like, it is not your job to tell someone what's valuable to them. Mm. Right. You you have, like, no determination over that. Exactly. You know what? If somebody had told me, Liz, if you keep 
acting like Luke Skywalker, it's going to stick. I would have been like, heck yeah. And I would have kept doing it. <laughs> I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. I always wanted to be the boy characters, whether it was Woody from Toy Story or um, uh, Peter Pevensey from Narnia. And that was before strong female leads were really taking place. Like, mm-hmm. I had never seen Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Um, but, like, what I was seeing was a lot of male leads and so I don't know that was kind of where my acting started um I guess I always but at the same time I was like oh I would just die to wear like the girly costumes that um in Narnia I thought that was super cool Mm -hmm. um so it's if somebody had told me that (laughs) um it would stick for me to be Luke Skywalker I would have been all over that and I wish that they would have like you definitely would be a strong female lead oh thanks you definitely would be now I'm going to start looking at myself as the strong female lead in my own life. <laughs> Do it. Do it That'd seriously. Like everybody should see themselves as the strong female or male lead in their life, honestly. <laughs> Be your <Yeah>. own hero. <laughs> That's cute. I know. But I honestly know if you were an actress, I couldn't see you in like a very like girly role like like I could see you being like feminine obviously but you'd be that strong female lead you know like not like, oh my word, I'd love that. not like the wussy like right girl that needs Aww. to be saved <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's, it's funny because I know we've had this conversation before but uh, when it comes to like the bible and stuff they don't really portray um, women in a very positive light so it's kind of funny to me that you're so such a feminist well um thinking about like the cultural um the cultural aspects of the bible and how like women were like mothers were highly highly adored and revered um in judaism like a lot of the churches are what's like um are what's sexist Mm -hmm. um and instead of and like they take advantage of they interpret the bible's guidance or commands on um like marital roles or roles in the church and they just like amplify it to a point where it's sexist we talked about this at college which i thought was really awesome Mm -hmm. um and so the moment that because people forget that god just because he gave a woman different roles than a man that a man couldn't couldn't fulfill and um and the other way around they forget that god never said they weren't equals <laughs> and so um i think that oh it just makes me mad seeing all the sexism in the church but um i know that jesus would have something else to say about that i think when i think of um feminism and old cultural ways um, I kind of think about like how women were so praised in like native culture. Mm. Women were so so praised in native culture, and um, a lot of children would have multiple mother figures, and women were very like respected and stuff. And I think that it's it's kind of funny because I don't think that um, sexism came from like anything Native American. I do think that it came from more of a, a colonial side. I, I mm. kind of want to learn more about where, like, sexism came from, honestly. Yeah, me too. I don't really, I never really thought about its origins. No, neither have I. Because hmm. I was told pretty much all my life that it came through the Bible. 
again, sorry if I offend anybody. But... No, no, I'm not offended. I, I understand. <laughs> but I was pretty much told all my life that uh, sexism came from the Bible because um, in a lot of the stories, too, I feel like, um, what's that story where that woman was told not to look back or else something bad um, would Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, and then she looked mm-hmm. back and she was the reason for it. And obviously Eve was the reason that... Um, like the the apple was eaten and I don't know it just it always seems to be the the the, the woman's fault like I hate mm. that yeah I understand that I can't remember the exact explanation for why um I heard this crazy thing once in a philosophy class that um the serpent in the garden came after Eve because the serpent was some sort of like phallic symbol I was like boy what are you talking about <laughs> like it's like pause what so i never forgot that i thought that was really crazy but there's a lot of different philosophy as to why satan approached the woman or but girl adam was still responsible mm-hmm. yeah that's he cool. like he was told he's like okay don't and oh my word you know what's crazy is that when god was like um adam what did you do he's like well this woman you gave me i was like oh uh... boy you better Uh, excuse me i was like okay now wait a dang second (laughs) because she came from you like she god fashioned her out of adam's rib so it's funny i was like um um my mom was talking to me uh once about the story of adam and eve and she was telling me that an interpretation of why eve ate that apple um would be because it's usually women who usually get things kind of going where Obviously, there. I don't know if you. I want to use the word "needed," but I'm going to use it right now. There needed to be kind of this like revelation of life and Earth and like the planet and stuff. And it wasn't going to be Adam who started that. It had to be like a woman, like like Eve, like as a um some sort of like to to start that, you know, to start that that life happening and start that like learning. Hmm. And that's very not um, Christian. That's very, like, a, again, a spiritual look at it. But I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting that my, what my mom shared with me. And in, in a way, um, obviously, like, I don't believe that that ever happened. But I, I like that, so the symbology behind it. Interesting. I see what she means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you see what she means. Yeah, no, I see what she means. Hmm. But that's a that's another view on it. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of this side of spirituality. I don't know if it's part of the spirituality like community, but I know that a lot of um, doulas or midwives um, come into their line of work with a spiritual. Um, they bring it with them, so like a lot of them will talk about how the womb is sacred or there's a divine female nature. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about that. That's very Native American as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. That is very Native American. Um, yeah, I do, I do know about that. Obviously, I don't look into doulas very much because it'd be a little <laughs> odd if I did. But yeah, I, I believe that. And uh, there's this idea, too, when it comes 
I don't, I think it's more like native. Like, I don't think that it's very, like, it could be spiritual, but it's definitely like a different side of spirituality where like, um, having like your period, like that part of like, like, like a woman's system is also like a very like spiritual, like thing about a a woman and like should be like sacred and stuff too. Um, not explaining it right. I know that I'm not, I should look into that and, it might gross a little uh, a few people out but there's talk in um embracing that about yourself like your womanhood like having periods and having babies and stuff how uh Mm -hmm. you're a lot healthier and more in like touch with your femininity if you like embrace that about yourself like there's some people who even like paint with their period blood yeah i was gonna talk about that too (laughs) (laughs) yeah i found an artist who does that which i respect Mm-hmm. Honestly, I do. I know that some people might think that it's gross, but I respect it. Mm. I just came across the other day. Um, I did not know this was a thing, but breast milk jewelry. Um, what? <laughs> so it's like the pendants are made of breast milk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the as like the jewel or what, whatever you'd call it um but it was really interesting I was like oh that's pretty and I clicked on it and I was like oh it's breast milk (laughs) (laughs) um but it was really pretty and I think what they also did was it was also a way of honoring a loved one so there were ashes in there oh yeah but it was it was beautiful yeah that's interesting Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I did not know that that was a thing me neither oh my word kind of on the same note um, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but um, people will keep their placentas after birth. And what they'll do is they'll dip it in paint and put it on a canvas and it looks like a tree. And it's so cool. That does sound really cool. I really like it. I mean, it'd be really cool to hang up as a form of like, you know, modern art in like um, uh, a nursery room. I think that would be. So- I love that. that. I feel like that would give the room like good vibes, too. Mm, I think I would do it personally. I don't know I, I how. I would too. I so would do too. That's the thing about hospitals, though, is that they're so sterile, and there's like it's less personal, um, and there's a lot of kind of domineering energy in there. Whereas, like something like done at home, mm-hmm. um, you're in the comfort of your own home. Uh, you, especially in times like these, where you can't have your partner with you, mm-hmm. um, so you like, and you can decide what goes where like it's not immediately taken like the placenta isn't immediately taken from you like in a hospital Mm -hmm. um and you get to hold your baby the second it comes out of you which is like really important oh yeah Um, it is yeah so I feel like if if I were to have a child and be at home um I would definitely like call the shots of what is done with you know with what I don't know so you would give like a natural birth as much I was talking to a friend about this last night, as much as I would love to, as much as I love the sentiment, I know that like in the moment I'd be like, give me an epidural right now. <laughs> me too. Oh my <laughs> so one yeah. thing that I really want to have um, um, if I have kids, I do want kids someday, but obviously that's for a future me to worry about is a water mm-hmm. birth. Oh, those are cool. I want a water birth. And it's so much better for the baby because it's in like True. a warm, gushy environment and it comes out to like a warm, gushy environment. So right. it's not as much of a shock and the baby exactly. comes out with as less trauma as possible. And you know how I feel right. about babies and trauma? Mm. <laughs> and yeah. And trauma. Right. Um, yeah, I like that a lot better. 
kind of selfishly um though i was thinking like and this is kind of selfishly but i was thinking well what if i had like a c-section and it just made it like easier but i don't know i i, I don't know I, because it's just i feel like it would hurt having the baby just naturally um mm-hmm. but i think that um if all goes right i would want the water birth Mm. I feel like I would want the full experience as much as possible without medical intervention. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, like for thousands of years, it has been just the mother Mm -hmm. delivering or like, you know, midwives did start coming into play. But for a long, long, long time, it was just the mother. And I feel like um, I really like that. So um, I like that, you know, yeah, like having somebody there to you encourage you and be a calming presence is like really critical and I would love that Mm -hmm. um but yeah I feel like I would want the experience as much as possible without being numb to it um with like medication Mm -hmm. but um I know that in the moment I'd be like somebody help me oh goodness me too um (laughs) I was a c-section baby like I was a c-section baby and so was my sister but really oh I didn't know that yeah Um, I was a tumor baby oh gosh (laughs) i'm just kidding that's what we call it my mom needed the c-section though like she could not give birth naturally whether like like she couldn't like it was almost impossible like i would not come out like Mm -hmm. um i needed to be like yanked out of there (laughs) (laughs) but obviously that was like it was a medical thing because it Mm. needed to be so Mm -hmm. yeah in that case Mm -hmm. totally yeah was there a reason that you were a c-section like an in particular reason I can't remember, but I know that um, it was scheduled a few weeks before full term, uh, just because I can't remember exactly why. But I know that my mother had had a very hard time with my brother, my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in labor for a long time and it was her first pregnancy. And it was just they had to vacuum him out. So <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine why she would want um, a C-section the second time. But my little brother was totally unplanned. She'd had her tubes tied, and which oh. leaves it almost impossible to have a child. But it's literally a miracle when it does happen. And so, Aaron is with us. I've heard and about that. She he was, that yeah. She had her tubes tied, and then your dad was like, "What was he like? Sterile or something?" He had testicular cancer, so Surprise. he had like half a chance of having us of con- of my mother conceiving us. Double the chance, and Aaron still came to be. Oh my word! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How crazy is that, right? Just totally a a God thing. Yeah. Crazy. I stories like that. You're. I feel like so many miracles have happened in your family. I know. Yeah, I would say so too. But Mm -hmm. it also goes back to the the believing and having faith. I truly, truly believe that if you believe in something, it has to show up. Like it has to be there. Like it. Like it has to kind of like show it's like virtue you know like it has to because you believe in the bible and you believe in faith and you believe Mm -hmm. in god that faith has to come through for you because yeah i know what you mean Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense it's which is actually what's what turned me on to to it in a way uh because even though i'm not religious what kind of turned me on to the topic of it and thinking about it and talking about it more was just I feel like a lot of people who are religious in the way that your family is religious, they've been just so blessed. Mm, true. Yeah, we have been abundantly blessed. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I worded that wrong, but. No, you're fine. Oh, all is well. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and another topic, you're not going to go back to school this year, Liz, right? You're, what are you doing this year? Right. So this year I am taking a gap year. I feel like it's kind of the right thing to do, um, kind of to focus on my mental health and getting, um, getting the hmm, cognitive like skills that I've been needing to get for a long time in order to like work my way out of, um, OCD. And so that kind of works out, but it's also, it's mostly because I want to save up to, um, to study in London next fall, Lord willing. Um, (laughs) He might have different plans than I do, but that is what I would love to do. Uh, So that obviously, as you know, Ellie, which is kind (laughs) of crazy. I've been thinking about it this way is I was talking to you about like praying for provision and stuff so that you would be able to pay your school bill because the way it works is you basically have to pay it all right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And plus there's the, um, there's the whole visa deal. You might have to pay for a visa. And so, um, and here they don't have dormitories. So I want to stay with a host family or share an apartment with people. So there's that. And it kind of, it was crazy. It's kind of like, if this is going to happen, God was like, okay, here's this. Like you get to meet somebody who's going through something you're going to go through. Um, and that was (laughs) you. I don't know if that was it, but I started thinking about it that way. So anyways, um, the goal is to become a nanny and save up because I would much rather um, work with children and just have that joy in my life than be working a nine to five at a miserable job. <laughs> As we were talking you know about, what I mean? yeah, that's well, yeah prison life in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I totally see this happening for you. I think that you'll be able to get there and I think that you're going to love it. And I think so because going back to beliefs and stuff is that you only get as far as what you believe in so if you kind of look at something like that and think that it's like unattainable then it is unattainable but if you look at it and be like okay let's see how I can make that happen then you are definitely more steps closer to it Um, right like being proactive about it yeah exactly and you can you totally can see how you could make it work and Mm. there are ways you can make it work and if you get into the school, you'll get the visa. If you work, you'll get the money and it'll be, it'll be great. Right. And I think that it's, it's so much to figure out. And the only math that I care about is financial. The only math I can understand is financial math, mm-hmm. Me too. but they had this, right. So like school, us English people, <laughs> English um, learners. Literally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The others like we can't do this <laughs> uh, the school provided this kind of um from the british government that's like do you need a visa if you're coming from this place for this long and i don't think i'll need a visa but i don't know if i'll still need to be able to provide proof that i'll be able to like you know provide for myself um for the like because you have to have to amount for every month that you're there i suppose so there's that um it's but a year should be more than enough to be able to study there for six months i think that you'll be able to do it um i actually i hope that this whole covid thing goes away because i actually kind of want to branch out from canada too and i want to go to other places not necessarily to study but 
to get some sort of like gosh what's the word like maybe like study abroad for even like a month or something just because I've wanted to do that and I was going to do that but again then this all happened um but I don't know I just I just hope that things get less strict border wise but I also um I think that a lot of the things that have kind of helped me uh Liz is if you think about something and something can't happen or something kind of gets in your way think about okay well this this option isn't going to happen but what can I do to still make it happen it's almost like your mind's job is to try to make what the heart wants work Mm -hmm. yeah I think that Interesting. A I hadn't really thought about it that way. Have helped me with that. And thinking that way, a lot of situations have helped me. Hmm. Right. Because if you tell yourself, "Oh, this is unattainable," you're going to lose all initiative. When really, there's a there's is a likelihood that you can Honestly, achieve that. It's just that you don't have the confidence will, in yourself. That kind of that thing. That might sound so condescending to some people, but I have seen it happen with my own eyes as well, mm. and so have you. Like with things that aren't supposed to happen, or I shouldn't say aren't supposed to, things that aren't likely to happen happen because you've made it possible for yourself. Or like, okay, it's not going to come through this way, so let me brainstorm on what I can do about it right now to get me closer to that thing. And then you still have that aspect of attainability Mm -hmm. in your mind that it's attainable. So it has to become more and more attainable. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, you'll see that God will like open if like, because I have entrusted my future to him and like decided in my heart that I will do whatever he asks mm-hmm. of me um, because I personally believe it's worth it. Cause you know, he's God <laughs> um, and he knows me better than I know myself. And I believe he sees into the future. Um, I know I can trust that like he will open and close doors. And so I will. And sometimes we as adults have to take steps. And if God closes a door at any point during that, that's when we know, but like, um, we do have to like kind of take initiative it's not that we're like completely taking it into our own hands oh yeah but we're like because god might have a different plan and we're gonna mm-hmm. roll with that but like mm-hmm. we're rolling kind of just like taking the steps as an adult to like you know <laughs> do the thing i guess but i will say um i 100 percent believe in faith i mm-hmm. believe that if you have faith in something that it is more than likely to work out unless, as you said, there's a bigger thing that's going to ha- come to you from not having that thing work out. Mm-hmm. Or there's a reason like, for that. Right. The kind of, I've been like really scared when I think about what if God doesn't want me to be an actor? And I think about it and I'm like, well, whatever he has me do, I'm not missing out on anything because it was always the plan. Mm-hmm. So the, and he, he sees into the future. So if I don't become an actor, it's because who knows, Hollywood might totally destroy me <laughs> or like, or I might not be myself coming out of it at the end of my life. And he has something that he wants me to do that would have more of an eternal impact than doing this would. So I can trust him that he has my best in mind. And, and it, it's funny listening to you say this because I 
believe the exact same thing. And I don't call it the exact same thing, but I also believe that I trust the universe or as for God or source or whatever you would say to lead me in the right direction of what I'm supposed to do in life as well. And that I cannot make a wrong choice as long as I'm making choices because it will lead me in the right direction eventually. Gotcha. Neat. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of what you were saying, but. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And for, for for other people listening, I don't know if you'll be able to relate to this at all. I don't know if you're as optimistic as we're being right now. And if you're not, you probably rightfully so have that reason to not be as optimistic, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know how faithful you are as listeners, but I will say that there is always a plan for you. And I don't think that you could possibly make some sort of a wrong decision and not learn from it. Kind of like how we see it is like, um, we've seen this in Bible characters lives. Like they might have gone the opposite way. Okay. Take Jonah, for example, God was like, you're going to go here and you're going to tell these really morbid and cruel people about me and Jonah's like "Uh, no I'm not so he tried running but and but he went to big measures to run but God also went to big measures to make sure that his plan was fulfilled Mm -hmm. and so basically even if I do something wrong it's not going to thwart God's plan because he's omniscient and so he knows what he always brings things full circle so his purpose for my life will still be accomplished yeah and I think that that's well said Hmm. Yeah, I didn't really know about that personally until this past year, I think but it was oddly. I think it's very funny and very classically, Liz, that you compared it to a story in the Bible. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, essentially, I believe the exact same thing. Yeah, that yeah, when you said that, it reminded me. But it is oddly comforting because it kind of shows me God's grace that no matter how bad I mess up, he is redemptive and, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm it'll be it will still come full circle not by my own power but because of his plan yeah i like to think that and i'm not trying to use this as like a cop-out for making mistakes or anything but i'd like to think that you know that something's meant to be happening because it's happening Ooh, interesting yeah yeah like you look at some kind of situation if it's horrible or if it's good and you're like okay i'm where i'm supposed to be that kind of thing yeah exactly and mm-hmm. it'll all work out and it's hard for some people to believe that it'll work out, but you just kind of have to stay with that faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've had kind of fun talking to you on the phone like this. It almost feels more like a yeah. phone call and less like a podcast. Right. And honestly, know that the audio quality is going to be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it almost takes more like a lot of the pressure off too. I feel like this conversation oh. was the, the most candid we've had on this podcast. Yeah, I would agree, actually. I don't know if you guys just heard, but my stepdad sneezed very loudly in the back. <laughs> There's something about dad sneeze are just so intense. <laughs> kind of an off topic. Really funny, nonetheless, because I'm sure somebody's going to hear that and be like, what the heck is that? Literally, oh my goodness. <laughs> he can't sneeze quietly. Like, I challenged him once and he's like, I literally can't. I might die. okay i might might explode (laughs) right like it echoes across the neighborhood i'm like oh my goodness (laughs) 
(laughs) Well, um, I think that this wraps up. I think we did it. I would agree. Um, And my phone is going to die very quickly. Oh, mine too. (laughs) Oh, cool. Okay, so it works out. It does. Um, Well, I had fun tonight, Liz. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this tonight. Yeah, I had a good time. It really um, lifted my spirits. Me too. Honestly, it really, really did. And nice. You're one of my best friends, and I don't tell you. Oh, yeah. Likewise, I feel like there's nothing I can't really talk to you about. You're just so easygoing, and it's always a delight talking with you. Thank you so much. I also feel the same way about you. Oh, good. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So thank you so much, all, for listening. Um. Thank you for sticking with us. I know that this podcast was kind of these free talk ones kind of never get to the point and we kind of see that and we appreciate it that you've stuck with us. But Yeah. And um, Irish person, if you're listening, show yourself. <laughs> please, please show yourself, Irish person. We want to know who you. you are. We want to know who you are and tell your friends that you <laughs> listen to us because, you know, we want to be even more international. <laughs> yeah, be really cool. We have the States, the United States, Canada, and Ireland right now. Wow. Look at us. It reminds me of that meme. It's like, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Well, I will talk to you later. Yes. We'll do this again. Yeah. Everybody have a great night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.